0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذريته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا, كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد باب الفضل الصلاة الصبح والعصر. It's a chapter regarding the virtue of the Fajr prayer and the asr prayer uh, and the commentator ibn allan he mentions was subhhu wal asru huma ashraful khamsi wa huma fil jumuati ashrafu min minha fi ghayriha that the salat al subh which is the fajr prayer and the salat al asr which is uh, uh 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 the the last prayer of the shara'i day um, they are the most honored of the five prayers, and their honor increases on thee on the day of Jumu'ah uh, when compared to other than them. Uh, and before we, con- you know, continue with the with the rest of the the hadith, it's worth mentioning that a great number of households in America I have seen um, in which one or both parents pray five times a day. But for whatever reason, uh, uh, um, parents don't wake their children up for Fajr. And when asked if their children pray five times a day, they say yes, uh, which is completely ridiculous because the answer is no, they they actually skip one of the, they omit one of the the, the prayers of the day. Uh, uh, And uh, praying something on time versus praying something after the time is made up uh, there's a lot of detail involved in that. That whenever, whenever you look at an act, there's the validity of the act, um, and there's the bara'at al the responsibility of the act, and then there's the acceptance of the act. And so, uh, yes, the uh, uh, Fajr, if you let the time pass of Fajr or any other prayer for that matter, um, the Ada, it's not valid because it didn't happen in the first place. Rather, the qada is the makeup of the prayer is a concession granted by the sharia. uh, Only for what? Only in order to allow the the person who was obliged to do the act to escape the punishment of not having done it. Uh, But there's no reward for it. I mean, if Allah wishes to, he can give you a reward for every. If Allah wishes to, he can, you know, put Fir'aun in Jannah if he wanted to. I mean, theoretically speaking, right? Uh, um, even though he's... I mean, he's promised that that's not going to happen. But had that not been the case, a Fir'aun-like person who he promised not to send to the hellfire forever, he could theoretically put such a person in Jannah. Maybe that's a better example. Uh, but... Uh, that's fine. That's all, uh, put that to the side. But the system, the root ru- the system is what? Is that the ada, the thing that you uh, should have done in time, if you make it up, what you're doing is essentially uh, uh, um, extricating yourself from the punishment. But the, 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 the reward for the deed is, is diminishing. Uh, and a person may say, well, then there's no point in having any khushu or khudu' in the in the in the makeup. Well, if you don't do the makeup well, the maximum you can do is escape punishment. If you do it uh, uh, med- with mediocrity, then there may be some punishment that you, is left there. But the thing is that the best you can do there is break even. Um, and as far as acceptance, Allah Ta'ala, min almuttaqin. Allah Ta'ala, only by the text of the Qur'an, it's mentioned that Allah Ta'ala doesn't accept from anyone except for the one who fears him and that's a secret inside the hearts but if a person has written off one of the obligations as a foregone conclusion that doesn't really seem to be uh, uh, doesn't really seem to be a a, a winning proposition as far as building the case for having taqwa Um, so that's that's it's somewhat disturbing it's one thing people struggle to get up They try, they fail, etc, etc But to just completely write it off I see a lot of people They themselves may even go to the masjid But I ask where are your children And they say, oh they have school Okay, you can go to school You can also go to Jahannam as well There's School is like this kind of ajeeb, like weird a uh, uh, juggernaut uh, 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 excuse that people make up for a lot of things. There's a number of things. Dawah is kind of like that. We're not going to get into that right now because it's going to take up too much time. But uh, school is not an excuse to not do your your obligations. The five times daily prayer is still farth for you if you're in school, uh, just like it's still farth for you if you're uh, at a job. It's one thing that if you're if you're you know in a situation where Someone out of volume is not allowing you to fulfill that obligation, but you can. I went to school. I went to public school. I didn't go to CPSA or IFS. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up going to Dar es Salaam or, or, or whatever. Uh, I went to public school and I used to pray. Those were the days when I didn't know anything about halal advocates. Those were the good, the bad old days when everything other than pork was halal. Those were the, the old days when if you asked me if I what my madhab was, I'd say, What? Those were the days I didn't know how to read a a page from Mus'haf, but I still used to pray Zohar at school. Uh, You can do it. You just ask for the accommodation in a proper way, and it will be made. And if someone refuses the accommodation, there's legal remedy to that as well. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, the school is not an excuse to miss miss Jum'ah much less, the, the, the five daily prayers. It's not an excuse to miss Fajr. People people go, go to sleep earlier mashallah look at these these kids are small kids mashallah abdullah how old are you son yeah. are you going to sleep through fajr probably not mashallah for for now you know more you know more than a year he's we we've been pray, praying in jamaah almost every day mashallah it's not impossible what did, what does it require though? it requires that uh, uh you know the the parents wake up early and they have to wake the other kids up and they have to sacrifice a little bit more of their sleep and their comfort, et etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in order to make it happen. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the people, they lose sleep at night because their children are not going to become doctors or because they're not going to get straight A's on the report card, even though that's completely nonsense. I'm not encouraging or I'm, I'm not discouraging people from getting good grades or doing good in school or saying this is not important. Um, But what I am saying is that If someone, you know, God forbid Someone gets like a B plus or something Instead of straight A's uh, They'll survive But uh, a person who cannot give Hisab to Allah Ta'ala straight On the day of judgment That person will not make it And this is a very basic common sense And the people who pray five times a day Usually end up doing better in school anyway So uh, 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 he says that the subh and the asr uh, Are the ashraf al-khams the most honored of the five daily prayers and undoubtedly statements like this there are, there are going to be differences of opinion uh, with regards to them but this is i think a very uh, shafii approach to uh, approach to uh, to the hadith and ibn allan uh, is is a shafii uh, and he narrates on abi musa al-ash'ari ta'ala anhu, anna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala bardaini al مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ وَالْبَرْدَانِ السُّبْحُ وَالْعَسْرُ It's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam narrated by Sayyidina Abu Musa Al-Ash'ari رضي anhu. Uh, he said that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Wasallam said whoever prays the two cold ones uh, that person will enter Jannah uh, and here the meaning of the two cold ones is what? is a subh uh, uh, which is the, uh, the, the Fajr prayer and Fajr is, actually Subh is the technical name for the prayer. Fajr means dawn. And so the break of dawn is the first part of the Subh prayer. And the Isfar al-A'la, the, 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 the sunrise, is the end of the time of the prayer. So it's, people call it Fajr, but Fajr is technically the, the name of the beginning time of the prayer. The name of the prayer is Subh. And it's referred to in the Qur'an as Subh as well, and you see this in the... Uh, in the hadith, uh, that it also the, the the name Subh is used for it, uh, although uh, it's it's possible that the word Fajr is also used for it, uh, uh, or not only is possible, it is used in, in other parts of the hadith, but in in the in the, in the Quran, uh, the Subh is used, and the Subh is a more proper proper designation because it's more general for the entire time of the prayer, whereas Fajr is the the, the, the marks the beginning of it. وَعَنْ أَبِي عمارة uh, uh, ابن رويبط قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول لن يدخل النار احد صلى قبل طلوع الشمس وقبل غروبها يعني الفجر والعصر رواه مسلم uh, uh, عن ابن ابي زهير عمارة uh, ibn Ruwayba he uh, says that I heard the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi so this Umarat Ibn Ruwayba is a, a Thaqafi he is a person from Thaqif which is the, the tribe that in, that that uh, were the masters over Ta'if uh, 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 the other one of the two Qariyataini uh, 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 the, uh, uh the 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 two great cities of the the Arabs and uh, he he uh, lived in uh, uh, in Iraq uh, in Kufa uh, and uh, he uh, lived until 70 after Hijrah. so he lived he lived uh, he lived for for quite some time so you'll see some less well-known sahaba anhum their hadith will appear in the books uh, um and the reason for it is just that people come to a time when there's nobody else to hear the hadith from because of their long life. Um, and you'll see some of the closest of the companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that don't narrate so many hadith. Why? Because they're, uh, they live and die in an age where there's not a, a need to uh, recall these uh, prophetic sayings because people all have heard them. Uh, or they, they're, they're something closer to call it common knowledge at that time. So uh, uh, Abu Zuhair, Maratubnu Marat ibn Ruwayba, uh, he says that uh, I heard the messenger of Allah وسلم, said lan yalajani lan uh, that uh, a person will not enter the fire uh, who prayed uh, uh, who prayed before the rising of the sun and before the setting of it uh yani al-fajr asr so I just said right now that generally the word subah is used and here he's saying the word fajr. So if someone were to ask you what, what, what's your jawab to that, like you know, that, that that what's your jawab to that, what would you say? So this ya'ni al-fajra al asra is probably a ziyadah from the narrator. It's probably not actually part of the the, the hadith itself. And the, the, Ibn Al-Alan also seems to take this opinion as well. Not because of the, the indication for that is not necessarily because the word fajr was used, but just because uh, it is a comment that clarifies something that comes before it, which was probably intuitive to the Sahaba radiallahu So this is important to understand that the, the, the hadith of the Prophet wasallam are not narrated necessarily word, word for word. Often they are. More often than not, I would say they are. But this is not like a point of aqidah that all of the hadith are narrated word for word. Rather, they're paraphrases. They're riwayah bil ma'na. So if a word is up or down here or there, it's not something a person should freak out about. Oftentimes the same hadith will be narrated three or four different ways. And it will have slightly different wordings. But the meaning is all the same. And so there's, 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 nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. وعن جندب بن ابن سفيان uh, uh, قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى الصبح فهو في ذمة الله فانظر يا ابن آدم لا يطلبنك, لا يطلبنك الله من ذمته بشيء رواه مسلم سيدنا جندب بن سفيان uh, 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 رضي الله تعالى عنه uh, he uh, narrates uh, 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 that the Prophet ﷺ, the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, said, "Whoever prays the Subh prayer, that person is under the protection of Allah Taala." Uh, so, son of Adam, uh, be careful uh, or, or or be cautious. Look over look over your uh, your affairs that you shouldn't find yourself. Uh, uh, that you shouldn't find yourself uh, asked by Allah Ta'ala or sought by Allah Ta'ala with regards to uh, having harmed someone who's under Allah's protection. When somebody says that so-and-so is under my protection, uh, that person, if you mess with them, then then you're going to mess with the, not just the, the person, but the protector as well. And so the the person who praises Fajr is in the vimma of Allah Ta'ala. And it's really interesting, like, all these, like, uh, Islamophobe-type people, they've turned the word dhimmi into, like, 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 a cuss word or something like that. So, in their, like, little subculture corner, like, uh, whatever, like, frog corner of the Internet, they, they they. if someone says something good about Islam, they say, oh, this guy's acting like a dhimmi or whatever. And that's fine, no problem. It's just like when British people say to Pakistani, you, you know, Paki, what if Pak means pure, that's fine. You go ahead and say that as much as you want uh, uh, that's just your own stupidity. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, when I don't like a person, I have much more efficacious words I use in order to insult them that have no good meaning, uh, neither in this world nor in the hereafter. So <laughs> that's, that's not a problem. So look at this. Here, here Allah Ta'ala is describing what that the person is a vimmi of Allah Ta'ala who prays fajr. Uh, the vimma is actually a good thing, it's not a bad thing. That the person who prays the Fajr uh, prayer, that person is in the Vimma of Allah Taala. That person is under the protection of Allah Taala. So, son of Adam, make sure that you don't. You're not sought out by Allah Taala for having harmed someone that's under, or harmed something that's under His protection. This is a uh, 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 this is an aqidah issue as well. Uh, people, their aqidah issues are you know someone people get up and make the most ludicrous of statements. Someone told me that. Uh, uh, that uh, this is a hulu to make too much salat and salam on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi and it's actually a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he praised somebody who said that all of my zikr if I make it into salat and salam on you, what do you say about it? The Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam praised that person and he mentioned a number of fawaid right about that. So that's you know people people uh, you know try to turn things into bidaat that really aren't. This is an actual bid'ah that's in the age that we're in, that Muslims look at one another and they treat each other poorly. And so what happens is that a person is ashamed to be seen with another Muslim in public in front of their non-Muslim friends or peers or just in front of the general public. Or they're ashamed to be associated with other Muslims. Or they're ashamed to be called from, you know, a person from a Muslim country. Uh, Or they're ashamed to any nisbah that they have toward Islam or to Muslims, they're ashamed uh, uh, by it. And they have to immediately clarify that, no, I'm not one of those people or whatever. Well, those people are going to Jannah, even the ones you don't like. And a day will come when it's it's going to be fashionable to be one of them. And that day uh, will never end. So uh, this is a a, a, a a problem, it's an aqidah problem. One, one, one scholar once actually argued with me about some point and said, oh, don't tell me that you're not happy that you're here. Uh, and that you would you know you're happy that you thank Allah Ta'ala that you're not you know whatever back home and I say look I'm happy that I'm here because of the choice of Allah Ta'ala otherwise if someone were to put on paper which 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 would you have chosen uh at a matter of Aqidah I would have chosen to be in Darul Islam. I don't need to I don't need to I don't need to go out and wave the flag and show somebody of whatever color they may be how American I am. I was born here, I live here I'm a, I'm a good citizen. I have like two speeding tickets and nothing else anyone can complain against me that I've done wrong to anybody and I don't wish anyone harm. However, I don't, I don't, I don't identify myself. We're not nationalistic people. I don't identify my self-worth based on what nation I'm from. But we identify our self-worth by our values and our uh, morals and our principles and our virtues. And by our knowledge. في, ح- uh, في uh, والرجال عَلَى الْأَفْعَالِ سِيمَاءُ وَضِدَّ كُلِّ مرئ مَا كَانَ يَجْهَلُهُ وَالْجَاهِلُونَ لِأَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ عَدَاءُ Said Ali anhu succinctly and with great style uh, summarizes. He says that the only thing that's... Uh, مَنْ إِلَّا لِأَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ إِنَّهُمُ عَلَى, من استه, على that uh, there's no virtue for anyone except for the knowledge that they have, the beneficial knowledge that they have meaning. And the people of knowledge are for th- those who are seeking their way through life, they're guides for them. Uh, and nobody can boast about anything except for the thing that they do with beauty. And you see that the, the deeds that a person does, are, they indicate what kind of person that person is. Uh, and the 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 only thing that you can hold against a person is their ignorance of things, and the people of ignorance always were the enemies of the people of knowledge doesn 't if I was born over there, I would have been happy to be from there if I was born here, I would have been happy to be from here wherever it is we don 't believe in any country we don 't uh, denigrate any place we don 't denigrate any language skin color whatever Whoever allah Ta'ala made you that 's the best that you could have that that that, that could have been for you. You should be happy about it. Uh, um, this this issue of somehow trying to show your superiority because you're from one place or from the other, and uh, make that issue as something that's even greater and more important than a person's uh, uh, than a person's uh, 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 morals and values and, 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 and virtue, uh, uh, spiritual virtue and their uh, uh, their deen and their iman and their ilm. Uh, this is this is hamaka. It's a type of stupidity. Uh, and uh, uh, conversely, uh, when a person associates themselves with the prophetic tradition, then it's part of our aqidah to uh, honor that even when you see it in another person. And even if you see it in another person in a way that may be suboptimal. So there are Muslims doing all kinds of dumb things. There are Muslims who do dumb things in this room. There are Muslims who do dumb things in this country. There are Muslims who do dumb things overseas as well. But that doesn't negate the fadila or the virtue of iman. Uh, that a person who's trying to do what's right but failing at it or doing it poorly is better than the person who's good at doing something wrong. The, this is the hikmah of the Prophet ﷺ, that he wasn't a bigoted person. You understand what I'm saying? So he taught the people of this ummah to recognize the good wherever it is. So if someone's doing something wrong well, we don't accept the wrong that they're doing as good. But we accept the fact that they're doing something well that we should also do things well as well. He's not a bigoted person that you just throw everything into the garbage, you know, the baby with the bathwater or whatever. But that just because you're uh, not a bigoted person and you recognize good where you see it, it doesn't mean that you should completely also... Uh, 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 then be so j- harsh and judgmental against the people of iman that because of their, their, their mistakes that they, that they make you throw out the virtue of their iman from your heart and that you see somebody else, there's another person, who you know, that person, uh, I don't know, they, they repair bicycles well or they paint well or they run a business well or they made a nice product and because of that, the, 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 the tar of the kufr that's inside of their heart, you excuse it. And uh, you talk about that person with glowing eyes and with uh, uh, such praise that that person did one good thing. And, uh, uh, you know, it was just an anomaly on the road to a bad place. Uh, uh, this is a, 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 an aqidah problem. So this is something that's mentioned here. That a person, the fact that a person prays the Fajr prayer, it means that you should watch out. And the, the the objection always comes that, look, oh, there's so many people, they pray five times a day. Fajr is one of them, right? They pray five times a day and they have a beard like this and hijab and niqab and, and they're horrible people or whatever. Well, they may be horrible people, but that person is in the dhimmah of Allah Ta'ala, so don't don't mess with them. And you don't have to emulate their horribleness. But you should recognize this. It just means something. If it doesn't mean anything to you and I, the only thing, important thing is to be a good person. Is that what the hadith is saying? No. The hadith is saying they may actually even be a bad person. If they're praying Fajr, don't mess with them. Don't find yourself in such a situation that Allah Ta'ala is coming after you because you you mess with somebody who is under his protection. Uh, and the rest of it is fine. If someone has some bad things that they do, we don't have to emulate it or praise it or like it. But we do have to recognize that whoever, these things, they mean a lot to Allah Ta'ala and that that if we have iman, they mean a lot to us as well. Uh, uh, um... And someone may ask the question, well if that person is in the protection of Allah, how is it that you can mess with them aslan in the first place? Uh, and the answer to that is Allah Ta'ala made this entire system because He wanted to uh, uh, choose certain people uh, to be the, uh, uh, the, the madhar and the tajalli and the manifestation of His mercy and some people to be the manifestation of His, his, uh, uh, his punishment. And don't let this be the vehicle that he uses to uh, make you the manifestation of his punishment. Rather, always ask Allah Ta'ala to uh, make you the manifestation of his mercy and his forgiveness. And so in that sense, it's possible even that person who's praying Fajr, who's under Allah Ta'ala's protection, even that person may be punished as well because of the other horrible things that they do. But don't let that person be a fitna, good or bad. Where they're going is their problem. It's their business and it's their problem. At the end of the day, it's not your problem, my problem. So if that person is already going to a bad place because of other dumb things that they do, don't mess with them and then you also get dragged down with them as well. And this is another important uh, aspect of, of of the spiritual path that a person should know, which is not highlighted in the, uh, 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 mashallah, uh, uh, a gram uh, expensive Oud that's burned uh, in the majalis Of pie in the sky Sufism uh, uh, But is A very uh, brutally brutally practical uh, Part of those who actually Part of the application of the actual uh, Sunnah is that uh, uh, That a person should uh, A person should Be avid for that thing that is For their own benefit the sunnah is in uh, in material things to prefer other people over yourself, and in spiritual things to prefer yourself over others. The reason is that the other people preferring them over yourself in in material things benefits them in this world, and it benefits you in the hereafter, and also potentially benefits you in this world as well by bringing you barakah in what you have and increasing your risk. Uh, Sadaqah increases risk; it doesn't it doesn't decrease it. Zakat increases risk; it doesn't decrease it. Uh, and the second the second thing is what? The second thing is that uh, uh, as far as the hereafter, it's better to prefer yourself over others. Why? Because if you're in the fire, you cannot help anybody. Whereas if you make it to Jannah, then you can intercede on behalf of other people uh, who have iman. Uh, and so for that reason, it's, it's better when there's an open gap in the first row in the masjid, instead of offering it to the person next to you, just step into it. You don't have to push them out of the way because getting no fight is a sin. And now we're talking about a different scenario, right? But like, you know, that's what happens. Everyone's, oh, look, you know, there's a sheikh is standing next to me. So, oh, you go ahead. Sheikh is already sheikh. He's already going to Jannah. He doesn't need it. You step in the in the thing. You don't have to push him to the side or give him a dirty look on your way up. Just chop chop with dignity. Just go step into the place. Don't worry about it. If you, if you believe the person is a person of honor and maqam and position... Then they're already, they're already set You don't need to They're going to Jannah anyway For their other piety and righteousness Say I need this I'm A person like me I need this And then if it's a person Who's, who's actually You know Someone might say Well what if the person is like a wreck Hey you don't know who's a wreck Allah Ta'ala The one he loves He makes them blind To uh, other people's deficiencies And sharpens their sight With regards to their own Whereas the person Who Allah Ta'ala hates He makes that person uh, uh, blind to their own deficiency and sharpens their eyes to somebody else's but just say, you know, for the sake of like as a theoretical matter they actually are a wreck, they're really a really horrible person okay, and you know that for a fact uh, it's undeniable still, step into the place, inshallah if you make it to Jannah, you'll be able to help them you'll be able to help them, inshallah if you make it, if you don't make it, then it's no, nobody's, then nobody helps nobody وعن سيدنا أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يتعاقبون فيكم ملائكة بالليل وملائكة بالنهار ويجتمعون في صلاة الفجر والصلاة العصر ثم يعرض الذين باتوا فيكم فيسألهم ربهم وهو أعلم بهم كيف تركتم عبادي فيقولون تركناهم وهم يصلون وأتيناهم وهم يصلون متفق عليه. and when well, I was when I was making mutala for, before the dars I was kind of hoping that Shahir would show up. Uh, uh, but insha'allah uh, فليبلغ الشاهد الغائب. at any rate uh said Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu he he said that the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said he says, yataaqabuna feekum malaa'ikatun bil layli wa malaa'ikatun bin nahar what's the issue here the issue in arabic is this is why is he saying yataaqabuna and not yataaqabu so sibawayh and 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 a number of the master grammarians they say that this is not proper arabic there's a particular tribe the Banu Harith that, that 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 allow this mode of speech or that it's this mode of speech is regular with them. So they say they they'll say something like Akalunil Barahith, right? That the, the ticks ate me, right? Otherwise the normal way of saying this in the Hijazi dialect is what? Is Akalan il ال... to use the, the 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 singular form. When the verb cause the, the native the native form of semitic language is it's 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 the jumla fi'liya verb subject object the jumla ismiya where you put the subject first which is more common to uh, an english speaker that you put the 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 subject and then the verb and then the, the object afterward this is permissible in arabic but it's not it's not the old semitic form of, of speech generally speaking you have the verb that comes first and so the idea is this: is that in Arabic, um, because the, the 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 subject is going to be explicitly mentioned, uh, um, there's no there's no need to in the native in the native structure of the sentence, of the subject it will be clear who the subject is. There's no need to uh, uh, inflect the verb t- in in such a way that shows the number. So if the 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 the, the fa'il is one, two, or three. They will always use the, the singular form, so there's a whole uh, hailstorm of this. Uh, Why is it uh, uh, uh So that's that's a discussion that they had. So some of the grammarians said, well, uh, uh, this is uh, you know it's because Banu Haris speak this way. It's also from the speech of the Arabs. Uh, but the uh, Sibawe who's you know one of the top dogs in in in, 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 in uh, top top carnivores in Arabic grammar, so he 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 says no. This is not this is not normal. So this is a discussion also that that, that the, the the ulama have with regards to the hadith. Can a hadith be used as a hujjah as a proof for a, a, a issue of grammar? And uh, many of the many of the usoolies, they say no, it can. not why? Because a hadith, it is permissible to make, to make riwayah bil ma'na, to transmit it as a paraphrase, that you're transmitting the meaning, not, the, not the, the hadith word for word. And because of that, maybe one of the muhadithun is not like an expert in grammar, so he's trying to express, express something, but he does it in a way that's, not, um, that's not, uh, you know, that d- doesn't flow according to the, 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 the explicit r- rules of Arabic grammar. Um, so that's a kind of a cop-out though. Uh, generally, the ulama won't, won't just be like, "Yeah, maybe it's a mistake," and they'll leave. They'll keep digging at it and, and try to try to pick something else out. So, those who want to use that, they'll say, "Okay, yeah, well, maybe it's just a grammatical mistake from the narrator." And uh, uh, because obviously, the salwar that the Prophet wouldn't speak properly, this is not a this is not a proper tasawwur that, that that we would have. It's uh, problematic in terms of aqidah. And at any rate, if Rasulullah ﷺ made a mistake in speech the Mushrikeen of Quraysh would have crucified him for it. They would have They would have like made a big show of... Uh, that would have been game over. In fact, they used to call him a Sha'ad. The fact that they used to call him a Sha'ad, they said this guy is just a poet, it means what? They recognize the superiority of his speech. Uh, so that's probably not the case. That's probably not the case from a spe- skepticist point of view. From a point of view of a believer, it's absolutely not the case. Uh, so, okay, you can say this is a speech of Banu Harith, uh, um, that's one way of, uh, ex- uh, you know, of of of, of, of I guess r- wrapping this case up. What I wanted to mention is that there are certain issues and certain questions that don't get solved except for after like thirty years of like masterful study. So Hafiz Ibn Hajar, uh, uh, the co- commentator on Bukhari, uh, one of the one of the reasons that he's so awesome. And one of the reasons Siyuti is so awesome is because these guys literally read everything and they memorized everything. I mean, like they just just uh, superhuman, abnormal amounts of reading and, and memorization. So what will happen is that after reading like whatever thousands of books, then they're able to piece together, you know, the answers to these questions that oftentimes require the synthesis of very disparate. Uh, 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 pieces of information, and so this is. There's examples that are far more elaborate than than that. Uh, but uh, uh, but in this, you know, uh, um, you know, like the Musnad of Bazaar, which mulvi will read it ever? Does any any? Is, do you know? Does Darul Salaam do, do they read the Musnad of Bazaar there? Do they read it at al Qasim? Do they read it at Darul New York or Darul Deoband for that matter? You know, I I, I don't think they do. I mean, it's it's not a book that's well-read. Uh, and the idea is this, is that if you're just like, oh, look, I'm a sheikh, I graduated from, from, from madrasa, I'm sheikh now, and that's it, you're done. You'll never read it, because you're already a sheikh, why would you need to read anything, right? Nobody, you have to read all of these things in order to sometimes piece a better uh, picture together of, uh, uh, of ilm in general. And when you have that more whole picture, you'll be able to answer some of these questions. And so uh, uh, the Musnad of Bazaar, uh, 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 this hadith is same hadith is narrated uh, through Al-A'raj who is a great shaykh of the Tabi'een from Sayyidina Abu Hurair ta'ala, anhu, that the Prophet says uh, in a longer hadith it's, it's, the sentence doesn't start from here rather this is just the tail end of a longer hadith that's narrated in Bazaar it says وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ يَتَعَقَبُونَ فِيكُمْ مَلَاَكَةٌ بِالْلَّيْلِ وَمَلَاكَةٌ بِالنَّهَارُ that it's actually not the beginning of the sentence rather it's a snippet of a longer hadith that's that's mentioned which of these possibilities is true allah ta'ala knows best the point is is that only by reading will you will will you enter you know will you be able to uh, try to solve one of these uh, you know a problem like this or an issue like this cuz otherwise what are you going to you have to say either of the processer made a grammatical mistake which it may be tantamount to kufr Or you're going to have to say, oh, well, this is like the Rasul this time was just randomly happened to be speaking like, you know, in the way that a tribe that he's not part of is speaking like that. Or, uh, uh, you know, you you, you have like these really problematic solutions. This is a solution at any rate uh, uh, that it's a snippet of a longer hadith. Um, This is a solution that that, that, uh, I personally think is is probably uh, is probably more likely, and it happens in other places as well. At any rate, the uh, muhaddithin and the grammarians they went back and forth on this uh, on this issue of this yata'ak so much that this has actually become like a genre of like uh, like of 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 hadith uh, uh, objection because it happens every now and then, and, and in many of those places, it's the same thing that you'll find if you go look. Through the through the, the 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 large collections of a hadith, you'll actually find uh, uh, that uh, uh, um, it's a snippet of a longer hadith, and somebody just narrated the the part the part of the hadith which is relevant to the chapter that they were trying to bring. Otherwise, the book will become too long. Uh, so uh, 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 you know, and how would you ever know unless you ever read any of those books? How would you ever know if you unless you read any of those books? One of my one of my hopes is. Um, inshallah If you know, if we can find time Between full time job And halal advocates And Aqida tahawiyah uh, 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 And all this other fun stuff That we're doing Some of which I really wish Mashallah People like you and Shahir You know Take them Take Go You go Go to whatever China and Turkey And these places And teach the tahawiyah So that we can get on To another project That we should have makara, Have a Makare Where we sit And we Read through the tawil the, the And the long books Of hadith um, in order to pull these things out and that's the only way you'll be able to see that you know that the old fuqaha they weren't just making stuff up that there actually is you know there is a picture that the, the that the usul fits with the data uh, um, and if we're just going to be like, well, I'm a mulvi now, and you guys are mashallah already going to jannah because you know whatever you uh, had coffee with, with, with me. Uh, if my ship is sunk, then your ship is sinking with me. We're all going to sink together, and we can cuss each other out in the hellfire for for not doing anything. But we're all guilty of the same thing. So uh, instead of doing that, uh, let's all let's all try to try to try to do better. Allah Ta'ala give us uh, tawfiq, but it would be nice, it would be nice. They say that, M- M- Hazrat Ji Mawlana Ilyas Rahimahullah Ta'ala, the, 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 the first Amir of Tabligh, you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at our Tablighi brothers, who are very pious and sincere, some of them, uh, inshallah, uh, but they're not, They're not like people don't associate Tablighi Jamaat with knowledge, but Hazrat Ji Mawlana Ilyas Ta'ala, he actually wanted to add the Mustadrak of Hakim in, into the Nisab, uh, 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 that, that that they would teach. Uh, I believe this is in Saharanpur, which is mashallah like one of the the highest masnads uh, of learning. I think the masnad of Saharanpur is actually older than Deoband. Uh, 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 and uh, the 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 committees they said no, we don't have we don't have time. The syllabus is already overburdened with with so many books that the kids have to read. There's no way we can fit it in. And so, what was his, what did he say? Uh, he's like, fine, I don't need you guys. He made an announcement amongst the students. He said, whoever wants to, there's elective class, whoever wants to read the Mustadraq the, the, uh, of Hakim, uh, come an hour before Fajr, and that's when dars is happening. Whoever wants to come, come. Whoever wants to sleep, that's your problem. So, uh, those people, <laughs> those people are not, <laughs> they're, 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 different. they're different people, but that's why Allah Ta'ala, uh, you know, uh, manifested like, so many uh, good things at their hands that, uh, uh, mashallah, armies of armies of people, learned and unlearned, uh, uh, sincere and insincere, uh, are doing the work of deen, uh, and all of it is going in their account. If a man is insincere in their tabligh that's their problem, it's not, it's not Hazarji's problem. Hazarji is gonna get the reward one way or the other because the work of deen is getting done. Because the, 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 the tabligh who's insincere, uh, that that's between him and Allah Ta'ala, Azarjee's intention was just that the work should get done. So, uh, 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 these were, uh, uh, you know, this is the, I guess, the way to do it. And this stuff is, by the way, mashallah, if anyone here doesn't feel like crap right now, you're not listening. Uh, I, 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 this, is the, this is the the, Torah the and the legacy of our forefathers, even until such a late, you know, a late time in, in the game you know we're not talking about like you know Saladin fighting crusaders we're talking about this is like america and all these things are all around we're talking about people who passed away you know within the the living memory of people who are still alive uh that this is this is what the standard that they used to have was and uh, uh um they left no uh they left no space for us to have a uh an excuse in front of Allah taala for not doing better and uh i guess uh uh Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala forgive us. At least, if you know that you're you're falling short, then you can at least ask Allah to forgive you. If you think you're doing good, then then, then even that door is closed. So when when put in the proper context of a longer hadith, yeah, then, then grammatically the sentence makes sense. Then, so can you explain a little bit how the problem is? If you haven't studied Arabic grammar, I I, I can't without making this into a grammar lesson. Okay. So some of the c- c- comments in the darsa are just for sp- specific people if the comment goes over your head then the benefit you get from it is then you can say yeah allah maybe give me you know the chance to learn so that i can understand what's being talked about one day i didn't get through all of that like i got yeah. so the idea is this is that in the jumla yeah. fi'liya right the the, the 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 sentence that starts with a yes. a verb okay. the verb is always in the singular form yes. so for example insta- so for example i said like uh uh, uh um akala rajulu rajulani it's going to be in the singular form No matter how many people are doing it uh, um, uh, uh, So that's, that's From the, the third, third person Third person singular So here the hadith starts with ملايك, the, the, the angels day Come one after the other They come one after the other uh, The angels of the night and the angels of the day And so he's saying that this is actually The, the hadith is being narrated mid-sentence from a from a longer hadith, that's a summary. Hopefully, I think you should at least get that, Mashal. Yeah. So there's a long, long, uh, you know. So the, the the ulama they used to look at these things. They didn't just be like shut up and it's hadith. Shut up! How dare you question it? Uh, 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 within the framework of 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 just wanting to know, they 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 examine these issues. So. Uh, uh, um, Ta'aqub means what to come one after the other right to come one on the heels come some on the heels of the others and then there are others that come on their heels at the angels they trade shifts uh the angels of the day and the angels of the night um and and they they have a little like uh uh uh, uh sh- shift change briefing that happens where 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 the angels of the day and the night they they're all there one is one is uh, 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 after Salatul Fajr and the other is at, after Salatul Asr. This is their time where they debrief. So you know where did you leave off and so that, you, that one asks the other where did you leave off so they know where they're picking up from. And so Rasulullah sallallahu mentions one of the reasons for the barakah of these two prayers. A reason was mentioned before which is what? The bard. That because uh, because oftentimes that these are the two cold prayers. There's some difficulty associated with, with, uh, with, with, with them because the lethargy that's that 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 happens in the end of the day and the and the end of the morning, or the end of the nighttime, beginning of the morning. So here's another reason. Here's a spiritual reason that 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 that, that these prayers are. Uh, they have uh, barakah in them, uh, uh, an increased amount of barakah in them, which is what. Is that the, the the angelic presence is double, uh, uh, on the heels of, on the heels of both these these prayers because they're 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 there and they're uh, doing their shift change briefing. Uh, uh, so they gather both shifts of angels. They gather after the salatul fajr and after the salatul asr, uh, and th- then after that, uh, uh, um, the ones that the ones that. Like, for example, at the morning time, the ones that were there at night, they will uh, ascend into the heavens. And uh, their Lord will ask them, even though He already knows better than they do about uh, what they saw, He'll ask them, uh, how did you leave my, 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 my slaves? And they will say, uh, we left them in a state of praying, just like we came to them in a state of praying. So the idea is what is this is a uh, this is one of the reasons it's it's a sunnah to sit and make zikr after the, the, the fajr prayer until the time the sun rises and then pray, and then it's a sunnah also to make zikr after the time of the asr prayer and then uh, you get up and you pray maghrib, so what on at the tail end of one shift and the beginning of the other shift you're engaged in the ibadah of Allah Taala and the same thing for the next for the next uh, uh, for the next shift why because Allah Taala uh, when the angels come back to Allah Ta'ala and ask them what it, what was that person doing, they'll say that we left them praying and they and we came to them praying and we left them praying. Meaning what what, what was in the middle that they were they were doing Ibadah. Allah Ta'ala will because of their because of their this uh, 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 supposition of them of the angels he he'll inshallah write for you the. Reward of having uh, uh, been engaged in the worship of Allah Taala, and if this happens with both shifts, then a person will have written for them the continuous worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, uh, uh, which is better than what the angels are writing for a lot of us right now. Allah Taala forgive us. Wa Jarir Bajali. رضي الله عنه قال كنا عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فنظر إلى القمر ليلة البدر فقال إنكم سترون ربكم كما ترون هذا القمر لا تضامونه رؤيته لا, لا تضامون في رؤيته فإن استطعتم ألا تغلبوا على صلاة قبل طلوع الشمس وقبل غروبها ففعلوا متفق عليه وفي رواية فنظر إلى القمر ليلة أربعة عشرة Sayyidina Jabir Jarir bin Abdullah عنه, narrates that we were with the Messenger of Allah, we were with the Prophet, وسلم, uh, uh who looked at the full moon, uh the the moon on the night of the full moon, and said one day you'll see your, your Lord the way you look you, the way you uh, see uh the moon and you will not be you'll not have to crowd one another in order to see uh, crowd one another out in order to see him. So if you're able to uh you're able to live in such a way that that you're never overcome or overwhelmed uh from 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 uh praying uh uh before the sun rises and before the sun sets then do so. Meaning that this is this will be an excellent preparation for uh that day when you see the Lord Jalla Ala. When Sayyidina Buraida radiallahu Allah ta'ala anhu qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam, uh, uh anyway before we, we before we go to that that, that hadith before we start it um, this is an issue in, in the aqida as well that the mu'tazila they objected how is it that anyone will be able to see allah ta'ala so we consider this to be we consider to this to be an issue of tawqif that the 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 messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said it and it ha- it is correct and the meaning of it is something yaliqub bi wa taala that that whatever its correct meaning is is something that we that, that is appropriate for the majesty of Allah taala. Um, that's what it means to see him uh, on that day. Uh, and so we just leave it at that Whereas the Mu'tazir are like Oh no this doesn't make sense How are you going to be able to see Allah So this must not mean seeing Allah It must be, mean something else um, And it's mentioned in the Qur'an as well That There will be some faces that day that will be bright uh, And they will be gazing at their Lord And so uh, the, the, the issue Like many issues in al is subtle the difference is subtle. They said this is impossible, therefore it must mean something else. Whereas, whereas the Ahl-Sunnah say it means what it means, Allah knows best what it means. Is it within the realm of possibility that it means something else? Allah knows best. Maybe may I don't know, but we don't have this need to need to negate it. Just it means what it means. You just accept it, and then if it doesn't make sense to you, then you're not the only person who's banged your head against the wall on how could this make sense. Don't worry about it. There there are certain things in the Deen that are not going to immediately uh, make sense to you, and our, uh, our 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 methodology is to say that whatever this means uh, in a in a whatever appropriate meaning this has. Uh, that's in the knowledge of Allah, that's what we believe. And so if you ever read anything about uh, an issue in deen that's like that, doesn't make sense to you, it happens, someone reads something, they're like, it doesn't make sense to me. Then you just say, well, Allah knows best what it means, whatever it means uh, in the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala, that's what we believe in. And, uh, uh, you know, then go and see if you can't get some more explanation or clar- clarification from from uh, from one of the ulama. But this hadith is, 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 is clear that that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam repeats this, that you'll see Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a proof in the face of the Mu'tazilah who tried to negate, uh, negate uh, a meaning that's ascribed to uh, Allah Ta'ala in his book uh, and by his messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the last uh, the hadith of the chapter, inshaAllah. One Qala Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam من ترك الصلاة العصر حبط عمله رواه البخاري that uh, whoever, uh, whoever 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 uh, um, whoever purposely uh, uh, and out of their own volition uh, doesn't pray asr uh, that person uh, all of their deeds are all of their deeds are are, are invalidated or negated. Uh, and uh, uh, this is uh, 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 this is a a, a a a very important hadith. Um, this hadith is uh, used as a proof by those who say that uh, skipping the prayer without excuse is kufr. There's no deed uh, amongst al sunnah al jamaah There's no deed or sin. That, that, that has been made tantamount to kufr Except for the, uh, the, the purposeful missing of the prayer And that's still a, a minority opinion Weak opinion The opinion of Ahl sunnah Is that even that's not kufr But this hadith uh, is a proof that they use That how is it that somebody's All their deeds would be invalidated If, if, uh, if, if it wasn't kufr uh, um, So again the position of tahqiq Is that it's not kufr to intentionally miss the prayer Uh, However, um, just because it's not kufr doesn't mean that it should be lost on anyone, that it's a really bad thing. And that's the point that that should first get across. People talk about, you know, not having to make up missed prayers. What they don't understand is this, is that the position Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn Hazm and and the the mashaykh that said that you don't have to make up your missed prayers. The reason is what? Is that they considered missing the prayer on purpose to be kufr. Uh, and there are some people, just in order to get out of having to make up a couple of years worth of missed prayers, they're like, okay, yeah, it's kufr. Come on, man, you should have, you should, don't be a total bererat about it, you know? Like, you shouldn't write off your iman so easily. Right? If a person is, imagine that, if a person accepts that it's kufr, just in order to get out of get out of uh, having to make up missed prayers, what are you going to do? You're going to say you're illegitimate child? Because your parents were apostates and their marriage wasn't valid while they're, they're legally there's like s- several uh, implications. What, your cousin, when your cousin dies, uh, uh, who didn't, you, you know, who doesn't pray and didn't, you know, uh, and dies in that state in a car accident or whatever. What, you're not going to have a janazah for them. You're not going to bury them in the in the graveyard with the Muslims and things like that people people say this they say they say oh look the Mulvis and the mullahs they make life so hard for everyone make life easy for you for people hey, that's the whole point make life easy if you accept that a person who doesn't pray is a kafir you just mashallah sent, uh, you know half of pakistan to the hellfire right that's not that's not easy that's bad that's really hard allah ta protect us from that Go ahead and make up your missed prayers. Someone's like, well, I have like 10 years of missed prayers. How am I going to make them up? Well, I don't know. Imran Qasim, you're not like the mufti of uh, of Chechnya or whatever, but what's your opinion? How are you going to make up uh, a 10 years worth of missed prayers? The same way you missed them. How are you going to make up, right? The same way you missed them, which is what? One at a time. One at a time. See, we didn't even cook the books on this one. It's not like we even, before darsh were are like, you know... Mashallah, uh you got here before he got here. We didn't, even, we didn't even cook the book. Maybe we did it by WhatsApp, and it's even more elaborate of a scam. Okay, I grant that that's within the realm of possibility, but I'm telling you, that's not what happened. It's just that easy. If you're if you're gonna make them up one at a time, you die while you're making them up. Inshallah, Allah will forgive you for the rest of them. It's it's our hope. But how embarrassing would it be, like you know, if you were asked and you didn't even try? Just do it. What's the, what, what, how horrible could it be that you read more namaz in this life? Is anyone going to be like, when they see Allah Ta'ala, they'll be like, yeah, I wish I didn't read so much prayer. You know, just do it. You got to keep your iman. You have more salat as well. It's kind of like a win-win situation. People are like, oh, look, Moulis are trying to make things hard on people. Dumb people make things hard. There's nothing that makes life harder on you than being dumb. And Allah Ta'ala, some of us, Allah Ta'ala didn't bless with so much intelligence. We know who we are, you don't have to admit it in front of other people, although some people might do it, but that's just because of the original problem in the first place, right? We know who we are. So Allah Ta'ala, the, 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 the blessing He gave us is what? There are some people in the ummah that Allah blessed with great intelligence, so people like me and you, we can go to those people and ask them. So as to save us from the silly things that, that, that we'll do because of our lack of intelligence. So this is a great blessing. This is a great blessing. You know, sometimes you think that the ulama are making things hard on you. Trust me, there's nothing harder than going to Jahannam. Okay. At, at that time, Isbir ulatasbir. Allah Ta'ala Himself says, Be patient while you're being punished or don't be patient. You yell, scream, cuss every cuss word in the book. Doesn't make any difference. Now, in neither in case does it make any difference whatsoever at that time. That's a difficulty we pray nobody has to go through. Uh, and a person of, 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 of not just knowledge or piety, just common sense. Nobody would want to be in that situation. Yes. Can I ask the the context of the hadith? Is it referring to perpetual missing of asr? Salah? No, I mean, I'm the, the, ulama, the ulama. Yeah. No, the ulama mentioned that. I mean the. I guess the common, the common, uh, 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 um, the common understanding of it is is what is that the person who misses al asr once. Uh, 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 It's as if uh, it's as if it invalidates all of their uh, all of their good deeds Now uh, the the idea is what is that it's really bad? Uh, uh, The idea is it's really really bad A person shouldn't dwell on it if they did this at some point and then they repented to Allah Ta'ala It's hoped that the repentance the sincere repentance will undo the damage uh, uh, at least in the Hisab, in the, in the in the in the in the book of accounts, it should undo the damage of, of what, what what is there. So I don't say this to engender hopelessness in people, but that's the common understanding of it. Is that missing? And the reason asr is mentioned here is what? Is because asr is the one that 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 uh, fajr people miss because they can't wake up. Uh, 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 so but oftentimes people don't go to sleep with the niyah like I want to make sure to sleep through fajr. Right? They just don't get up. Whereas Asr is a, a prayer where people are trying to wrap up stuff in the day, especially in the winter, it's, you, it comes right by. You don't even know uh, that its time came and it passed. Um, so the idea is this is that in that the culpability is higher. It's really easy to miss, but the culpability is complete. And so it's not necessarily talking only about this issue is as for Asr, rather, it's talking about uh, uh, that even Asr. Is like this, so all the other prayers should be even more so. uh, Should be even more so than this. That a person should should avoid missing the prayer because missing the prayer has this uh, this really uh, uh, powerful, uh, not fun effect of what of causing a person's uh, deeds to be invalidated. Now, uh, uh, um, this is a very simple, by the way, a very simple. Uh, a syllogism based entirely on the text of the hadith of the Prophet Um because we mentioned tabligh also. Uh, and again, if you don't want to join jamaat tabligh, don't. If you want to, go ahead. You know, if you're tabligh, be a good tabligh, and if you're not, be good whatever you are, right? But people oftentimes make this this uh, thing like, oh, these people they're wasting their time uh, with the Muslims. I'm already a Muslim. You should go preach to people of you know people who don't have Islam or whatever. And uh, um, I don't want to spend too much time going into the totality of why that's actually an incorrect argument uh, from the understanding of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. Um But uh, uh, one aspect of it is what? This is a very simple syllogism built from the text of the hadith of the Prophet that he said what? said so that, uh, that the prophet said what that whoever misses on purpose the 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 asr prayer all of their deeds are invalidated in another in another uh, hadith um, the the whoever misses any prayer purposely you know without excuse that person فَكَأَنَّمَا وطرَ مَالُهُ وَأَهْلُهُ that as it's as if that person their entire property and their entire family was lost Imagine if someone lost their entire family in one day and they everything. You lost everything. You lost your mama, your baba, your sisters, you, and you lost your dinosaurs and, and your backpack and your Chromebook all, all, all at once. Would that be fun? It would be horrible, right? Would you want that to happen to anybody else? Well, Rasulullah says, لأخ... That one of you doesn't truly believe. Until they love for their brother what they love for themselves. So this is a sign of iman. Whoever has whoever has proper iman inside of their heart, it should they should not feel they should not be able to sleep at night comfortably, knowing that there are people in the Ummah that are completely, completely trashing their their, their deen and their akhirah. And through it they're trashing their dunya as well. That should bother a person. If you want to go on 40 days with whatever XYZ Amir Saab or not still it should bother you if you want to do that tartib that's fine if you don't that's fine but it should bother you you should think how am i going to you know my 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 brothers and sisters don't pray whether inside of your house or inside the ummah they don't pray how am i gonna how am i gonna how am i gonna stop that from happen, from, from, from happening that they're they're wasting the prayer time and then you say, well i could go tell them some people know if you tell your brother sisters they're just going to tell you to like uh, get lost and it, maybe it'll make it even worse So then they'll be like, oh, okay, I have to soften their heart up. What will you do? You'll go and, you know, buy them them some chocolate or you'll say something nice to them or you'll, you know, let them use the bathroom first, you know, when you're getting ready in the morning or whatever it is in order, you'll make a plan and you'll do it. You're not just going to be like, oh, go to hell. Because you would say that to a stranger, but you wouldn't do that to someone you love. The problem is this is that in the ummah, it's not a problem, it's actually really beautiful, it's wonderful. But the the, the inconvenient truth that later on you'll realize is wonderful is what? Is that you, nobody in the ummah is a stranger. If someone else in the ummah is like a stranger to you, this is an a, a indication of a problem you have in your own iman. Uh, and so that's, you know, then you'll start to think like, okay, how is it that we'll bring these people uh, toward the prayer? Whereas, you know, somebody who's self-righteous will just be like, ah, I'm good and everyone else is an idiot and they'll just be happy with that. But that itself is a sign of a. It's a sign of sickness. So this this hadith is uh, is congruent with that 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 approach to approach to the deen and that, that approach to the, the ummah. Allah subhanahu wa taala give all of us tawfiq that we uh, be steadfast with our prayer, and through it He forgives us for our sins and our shortcomings, and that we also have the love and concern for the people of the ummah as well. Uh, and that we should uh, do our best to at least not push them away, if not bring them to, to the salat as well. And Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq with that effort as well. And make that effort also a a vehicle for our forgiveness and for our salvation. Imagine if somebody wasn't praying and they're praying. What does it mean? It might actually, you know, the hadith of the Prophet wasallam that the first thing that's going to be accounted for on the Day of Judgment is a person's salat and then if that accounting goes well then the rest of it will go well if it goes bad the rest of it will go bad so say someone's not praying and then you help them come to the salat and they make it so if they made it then you know by logical extension what should that mean for the person who helped them make it inshallah that person should make it as well uh, allah ta'ala give all of us uh, so much tawfiq wa sallallahu wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.